So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Randy from We Were Sharks. And we're asking some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Um, so we kind of the the first essence of We Were Sharks started uh, about 10 years ago. We were just all friends that uh, played in separate bands, but we're all fans of each other's bands. And we're like, man, it'll be fun. We get together you know, start just kind of like a little project, get to play some music, get to play some pop punk music that, you know, uh, me and the drummer will, uh, were already playing in pop punk bands at the time, but a few of the other guys kind of came from the hardcore scene who all, they all grew up on pop punk and they all played in pop punk bands before that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, let's get together. And, and like, you know, just write music that we want to hear that kind of only came out in like late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how the, the band was formed. Um, and the name there, we were called Sharks in the beginning, but there was mm-hmm. a band from the UK called Sharks. Okay. And we didn't think anything of it. We knew about it, but we never really thought anything of it because we were just kind of having fun. And uh, once we seen the band kind of, you know, I want to say progress, they were kind of like, oh, you might want to change your name. So we're like, yeah. well, I mean, we were Sharks. <laughs> it's not okay. very clever, but we're just like, yeah, I guess there was like band names like Knuckle Beach going around and stuff like that. But I think mm-hmm. we were Sharks. We're like, we were Sharks. That was like just how it was. So we kind of we kind of just kind of rolled with that. <laughs> it's a good uh, conversation starter now. Yeah, and if you and if you went with Knuckle Beach, you would have just been called the Knuckle Puck rip, rip Off. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, this is way before Knuckle Pucks. So. Okay. All right. Oh. So they'd be called. They the would have been there. the Rip Off. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, because people would have heard of them right away, and they're amazing. And people were like, "Yo, this band ripped off Knuckle Puck," and then they would have like went back and was like, "This band has been around for like thirty years." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I think We Were Sharks sounds better than just sharks, in my opinion. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations on your newest release, New Low. How do you felt the response to it so far? It's kind of been crazy. Uh, I mean, being like, uh, you know, growing up and, and listening to that style of music. And, and when I was like listening to it, it was like in the early 2000s, it was like massive. Mm-hmm. And just like stuff going on now, I never thought I would be touring around playing music. Well, I mean, we haven't been touring around lately, but you know what I mean? Uh, before this whole pandemic hit, uh, mm-hmm. just to think that we would get a chance to do that. So to see um, some of the numbers for New Low, like I'm not a numbers guy, but the guys informed me about that stuff. And I, mm-hmm. and I think it's crazy. Like one listener is amazing. So the fact that it hit a million like first week was incredible incredible yeah it was it was mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's good uh so what made you guys choose shameless as the lead single for this album um it kind of had that um i don't want to say everything was like a newer style on the album it's still like we were sharks but it had Mm -hmm. that like old kind of we were sharks kind of flow to it and it was kind of it's kind of sassy and we like to be like a sassy band and we like to have a lot of fun and just I think it was just a sign of the times as well with everything going on. We're like, this is, this is the perfect single for it. So that's, that's kind of how we came up with that one. Definitely. Was that also your thought process behind making it the first song on the album? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It, it just kind of hit it with that. Like this is a brand new album, but this is, this, you know, s- still we were sharks. Yeah. It's still yeah. us, but just mm-hmm. a little new stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little sassier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, the name, I mean, at the time, uh, I was going through some stuff at the time 
didn't really see it, but it just kind of felt it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the songs, New Low, it has a line in it. So we're like, man, that's like kind of a fun line, you know, yeah. and just just with like all of us kind of being gone and away for so long doing the touring thing and then coming back, it's you kind of always missing something. And it just sometimes like myself personally, my personal life was kind of in shambles and I just didn't really see it at the time. Um, so it, that, that's kind of where it comes from for me. I, I thought it was a great idea to call it new low because for me at that point, my life was at a very new low. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a great idea for, um, for that, but, uh, I, I think it means something to all the other guys as well. Like it, it means a little different to, you know, to everybody else in the band, but for me, it was kind of my life where it was going at that point. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and the cover art. The cover out is just kind of what we see on tour. It's just literally okay. us looking out and we thought, you know, not everybody gets to do the touring thing. So mm-hmm. a car would make more sense than a van. Cause you don't really, you just see like the steering wheel and like whatever the van's allowed to see, you're like yeah. way higher in the air. So, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, it just kind of sets the mood for each song. And we thought it was a great idea. They presented it to us and we're like, well, this is gorgeous. This is such a cool idea. So we're just like pumped on that. All right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, so can you tell me a little about your writing process for this album? Uh, for this album, we worked again with uh, Paul Mark Russo from uh, Silverstein who worked mm-hmm. with us on Lost Touch. So it was like, it was the second album we worked with him on. So it was a little more, I, there wasn't, it was just, we knew how to work with him and he knew how we were going to work. And it was like super, super fun. Um, but this time we didn't, he was like, Hey, like, let's work this all out together. Like have your ideas but like, don't give me full songs. Like, let's go at this together. So he came down 10 days before, um, before we even thought about going in the studio, he came down uh, 10 days and we just kind of wrote these songs and just kind of threw them out together. And there was a lot of, a lot more storytelling in mm-hmm. these songs, I think than, than ever before. I'm a big country music fan. So I love the storytelling, uh, storytelling yeah. aspect of everything. So it was a lot of fun to kind of do that. But I mean, it was just like, Hey, no holes bar, everything goes. And at the end of the day, if it's if we don't think it's a shark song, then we chuck it. But if we feel, you know, that it is, and I, I feel with this album, there's a lot more pop influence kind of on it, mm-hmm. which I had a blast doing. Like I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's kind of how that writing process went. It was just like 10 days, and it was like, okay, we have a couple ideas here and there, and let's try to write a song today. And I think we did that, to be quite honest. I think we did nine out of the 10 days. So it was a lot of wow. fun. Yeah, it was a lot That's of fun. We had a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so I want you to pick your favorite lyric off of this record and tell us the meaning behind it. Um, I think it's off a of burning house where it's like, it's hard to be around here where my world's on fire. It's mm-hmm. um, That was just kind of, it's funny. That was like, I was writing a country song at the time and we kind of used some of those lyrics for that, uh, for that, that song. And yeah. it was just kind of picturing that like, you know that meme where everything's on fire and he's like, I'm fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, that's yeah. That's my Fitbit of, background actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is literally the lyrics to that meme kind of thing. That's yeah. And, it, and every time I sing it, I love it. But every time I sing it, I kind of chuckle in my head. Cause I think about like that kind of thing, yeah. but that was kind of the whole, I want to say my whole life at that point was just like, you know, everything was going crazy and it was hard to be fine, mm-hmm. but it was what it was and now everything's great mm-hmm. that's, good. that's um, good so what song on this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite um 
all of them came out pretty quick. I'm yeah. like very proud of that. All of them came out like mm-hmm. relatively quick. It was, it's kind of crazy that it happened like that. Um, I want to say problems because it was kind of like this kind of cool R&B kind of feel. So it was like a little different. Um, and that probably one of the songs that I'm actually most proud of. That was just kind of like, I'm a big R&B fan as well. So doing that song and had that like R&B poppy feel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I never thought Sharks would do a song like this. And it was so much fun to do. So I have to say that one was like probably longest to write, but at the same time, probably like my favorite for sure. Okay. okay. You awesome. said most of these songs came together pretty quickly. Was this the first yeah. album cycle where everything just kind of formed like instantly almost? Yeah, I want to say, yeah, because usually like for Lost Touch, we already had like a bunch of ideas mm-hmm. and we had a bunch of like songs already written. So when we went in, it was just tweaking them and, and kind of making things sound better and and yeah. maybe like taking some of the sound going, ah, that wasn't necessarily what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it was it was more of we had some kind of guitar parts here and there. And it was like, let's go in fresh with with Paul. And 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 that's I think it just was one of those things that just worked out so great. It was it was fresh minds. Everything was fresh. Nothing was thrown away. Nothing was like constantly stuck in your head for like mm-hmm. weeks and months on end. And then you go, Hey, I can't get this out of my head. It was, everything was like super snappy and it was like quick. And it was like, yeah, that was a great line. That was awesome. Yeah. Let's use that. Let's do that. So it, it was awesome. It was, it was so much fun. It, it seemed like for me, it wasn't stressful. Some of the guys were kind of sitting in the studio going, what is happening here? Like, I guess, yeah, yeah. you know, like, are we, is this like, is this working? And Paul and I were like, yes, this is really, really working. Trust so, the process. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun and it was just great fun to have the guys sitting in for like some of the lyrics and melody parts too. It was like yeah. awesome to have their input on it. And, you know, some of those guys are very intelligent guys. So they like pop out a line and we're like, Whoa, where were you guys before? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, your two senses always matters to me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so, can you tell me where Headspace was at while you were creating this record? Um, I mean, we were all very, very excited. It was, it was kind of like just getting to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all love writing. We all love, I mean, my least favorite thing is being in the studio. I love playing live. Like that is my all-time favorite thing to do is it's when everything's done and it's live and everybody's there and having a great time. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, I remember we got home from tour in the fall and it was just like a great tour. It was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and then coming home and everything seemed to be good. And then my, like I said, my life started kind of getting a little weird. So during that process of writing, there was like a lot of stuff that I guess, I want to say that I was dealing with that I didn't know I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of funny how that kind of played out, yeah. but our mindset for this album, we were just super excited to get back and, and, and write another album. It was like two years uh, after lost touch. So yeah. it was way overdue, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we were very excited. We were very excited to start working on it again. All right. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your love for live music. I mean, as you should, live music is amazing. You also mentioned that the cover art is uh, what you see on tour. While you were creating this record, were you thinking about how the songs were going to sound live? Did that no. work in that at all? No. No, this is the first time we've ever done, like, let's not worry about a live sound. Let's worry about making the best song possible, and then yeah. we'll worry about the live sound. And I think that was the first time that we've ever kind of done that as a band usually like mm-hmm. i was saying usually these songs are kind of like written already we've been practicing them already and then mm-hmm. then we'll piece them together and work on different things but this was just kind of like hey i have this idea hey i kind of have that idea hey what about this so it was never really like what are these things going to sound like live it was like mm-hmm. 
what do these things sound like in the moment? And mm-hmm. is everybody kind of like got those goosebumps? Is everybody kind of feeling it? And that's kind of how those songs kind of took off. Okay. Do you think going in with that mindset made the whole process easier? I want to say yes. For yeah. me, it did. Cause okay. I was like, there's no holes barred. There's like no boundaries. Like, let's just go. Mm-hmm. Like we never re- re- try to reinvent the wheel. So usually our songs are going to, if we're recording them, they're going to sound the way they sound live because we're not trying to do anything crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun doing it this way. I had a blast. I think the guys did too. Like I said, there were some stressful parts, but I mean, there always is. If there's no stressful parts making an album, then mm-hmm. are you even making an album? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got to be a little bit of work. Of course. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so how did the track list come about for this? Shuffle it around. Are you trying to tell a story? I know you said you wrote like stories within the songs. Is it all connecting? Um, it's funny. Somebody asked me if this was like a concept album. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be, but some people have found stories in between stories on, and the songs and stuff. I'm oh. like, that's kind of neat. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. It was not planned. <laughs> um, I don't like, we just kind of listened to the album. Some guys were like, Hey, what do you think of this song first? What do you think of that song here? And that, and that that's kind of how it came to be. It was, I don't want to say it was like really planned out or thought out. Maybe it was, it mm-hmm. definitely was not by me. <laughs> I was just like, yo, I like this order. I think it's great. I listened to the album in that order a couple of times. I usually don't listen to, once we're out of the studio, I normally don't listen to the album. Mm-hmm. There was so much work into it. I'm like, I don't ever want to hear those songs again until it's time to play them live. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I listened to uh, the tracks just the way the guys were writing out the order. I can't say whose idea it was like that, but I mean, it worked out great. But yeah, I can't take credit for that. All but right. apparently there's hidden stories in between the songs. I don't know. I I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> um, All right. So, well, I mean, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. So. It's, it's a neat thing. Exactly. Uh, so do you have a favorite memory uh, while creating this record? I want to say, I think it was the last day. Um, so on the, the last day we we did Shameless, or second last day we did Shameless. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, just kind of sitting in the studio with Paul, Paul Mark Russo. Um, we we're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting and, I mean, 10 days to work. I think this was day nine, but like even like nine days to like do nine songs is pretty crazy. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, I don't want to say writer's block, but we're just tired. Mm-hmm. We we're just very tired. Yeah. And um, I play in a cover band back in Ottawa. So I, I play on the weekends. So at this yeah. point in time, I was playing weekend shows and stuff and we we're doing cover stuff. And I remember Paul started playing. Um, uh, was it Jesse's girl? Might have been Jesse's girl. I think it was Jesse's girl. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of playing the guitar riff. And I was jokingly kind of like joking. Like, I'm like, that's such a cool riff. And then him and I went out and we grabbed a drink just to relax, to chat. Mm-hmm. You know, I love picking his brain. I love to to hear all the people he works with and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of went out, relaxed, and he was like, you know, everything's going good. And we came back and he started playing Jesse's Girl again, which ended up turning into the riff in Shameless. And then all of a sudden it was just like off to the races. He's like, let's, let's, let's do this. And it was just like just that little break in the afternoon. Yeah. And you know, joking around with another guitar riff, and him and I were joking, talking about covers and stuff, and it just it just turned into shameless and like that probably one of my favorite memories how it was just like nothing turned into something and it was yeah. so fun it was so much fun that's awesome that's amazing wow um so since shows are finally starting to make a comeback uh, do you guys have any pre-show rituals 
Um, I like to have a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, loosen up, feel great. Um, yeah. Some tours, so me being a big country fan, um, we, uh, we listen to Zach Brown, Colder Weather, and we call it our tour song mm-hmm. because it's about being gone and being on the road and stuff. So there's like, we'll put that kind of song on as we're getting on stage, getting ready to go. And I mean, a lot of kids are like, what is happening? I'm what is this where sharks or yeah. is this like, who, who am I here to see? Kind yeah, of exactly. So it's kind of always funny. Like the people that know us or that know us well now know what's happening. They're like, Oh, here, they, here we go. Yeah, they're coming on. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like what we, we, we sometimes do. We don't do it often, but mm-hmm. when we do it, it's always a blast. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh shit, the venue put on the country playlist. Yeah, exactly. it's funny because like the promoter's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. It's good. It's, this is what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it, right? <laughs> so it's, it's always a fun time when we do that. All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, so what are your top three songs that you're looking forward to playing live? from this album Ooh, um bring me down mm-hmm. because that's fun that's kind of like a a pretty yelly chanty kind of cool live vibe to it mm-hmm. um problems because i love that song and i know i know the guys are kind of like it's like such a weird tempo for us we like to play ebert everything extremely fast mm-hmm. so it's like kind of new and interesting so i'm excited to see how that works mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to probably go with uh, over this because like I said, that song, when we wrote it, it was like, there's not, not thinking about live. So I'm really curious to see how this is live because it's something that we haven't did. Like we never try to reinvent the wheel, but this Mm -hmm. is something that we've never done. So I'm excited to see how we can recreate that live. And if it's going to have maybe a different feel from the album, is it going to be a little different live? Because I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's like, if I want to stay home and listen to this band play the album, I'm just going to stay home and listen to the album. I'm not going to yeah. go see a band at a show. I want something new. I want mm-hmm. something different. I want something fun. So I'm curious to know how we're going to take this song and do it live. So I'm pretty excited about that. All right. That's okay. very exciting. Wait, since you're planning on doing kind of like different versions, like live, basically doing your own renditions of it. Uh, are you planning on doing like a live album version? Because then it's just two different. I mean, songs, that would be cool. That yeah. would be super cool. I mean, it's not going to be like too crazy off the beaten path of, okay. of what it is going to be live. Like mm-hmm. we did um, a live stream, an acoustic live stream, and I took all the songs and I turned them into country songs. Oh. which I thought would be funny. Yeah. I wasn't sure if everybody was into it. It seemed like it went over well. And, mm-hmm. and if I do it acoustically, it'll probably be kind of like folk country stuff. Okay. Um, but it's not going to be like too crazy different from, from the album. It's just mm-hmm. that song has like a lot of kind of cool tracks in it and a lot of like, I want to say like house music beats and like hip hop beats in it. Yeah. So it's kind of going to be one of those things where it's like, how are you going to recreate this? But we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. So, exactly yeah i would love to do something like that for me to like even take the older songs and kind of mm-hmm. like redo them into what kind of what we do now would be a lot of fun i think that would be a lot of fun That'd we joked cool. about doing an album uh called go folk yourself and just do all the songs <laughs> folk uh-huh. <laughs> just yeah. like add a bunch of banjos and fiddles and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i mean it never came to be but it's still maybe the back pocket but uh-huh. i love doing that i love when bands do that i think that's like such a cool idea taking a song that you know, everybody knows and going, what will we do now to it? And how can we spice it up? And I love that idea. I hope we get a chance to do that someday. I really, really do. 
definitely. That'd be amazing. I love that name, by the way. Go, go folk yourself. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> Middle finger was, to all the people that hate folk. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would it'd be like punk rock folk, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shuffle beats everywhere. Train beats or whatever they're called. Everywhere, yeah, as fast everywhere. as you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so picture this: you're on tour and you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, um, so probably Reese's peanut butter cups. That mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite. Or chips, any kind of chip, I don't care. And I know you didn't ask for a drink, but I'm going with Monster Energy drinks nonstop all the time. <laughs> okay. do you have a favorite monster flavor i don't drink them personally yeah, but my brother okay. does so i know most of them so we um my favorite is i love the purple and i love the white ones okay um we have a new flavor now that we just got here um it's uh watermelon flavor which i love Ooh. anything that's like a watermelon flavor i have to have it like we mm-hmm. got like watermelon white claw i have to have it i love love it yeah. so um they just like they're like brand new here for us in canada so i've been like on that and my girlfriend is like she's not like the biggest monster person but mm-hmm. she had one of mine and she's like i love this so now yeah. we just been, like stocking up <laughs> they, they got her hooked <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like this is so good <laughs> have you heard of watermelon bread it's like a new trend thing that's going on it's it's like a sweet oh. bread but apparently it tastes like watermelon you mentioned that you like it so i was like maybe I try not, that you but should i'm look gonna check that out for sure <laughs> yeah it's like it's shaped like a watermelon slice as well it's so cute i've never had it really? but i've seen yeah. so many videos of it and it looks so pretty after we're done this, I'm literally going to look it up. For definitely. Real. Definitely. hundred percent. I'm sold on that. Tell me how it is because <laughs> okay. I've heard great things about it. So I'm about it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words. In three words. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you, you said this one's going to be super quick. Yeah. <laughs> super quick off the top of your head. Right now. Um, Give them to us. Crazy. Okay. Party. Okay. Um, and uh, just need one more domestic. Oh, okay. I like that. That's, That's good. good. Good job. Uh, so I know you guys just put out this album not too long ago, but are you working on anything new that you might be able to spill the beans on? Um, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if anybody else knows on our team, but our, us as a band, we kind of been just, um, kind of working on some covers and um there's always been a talk like since the band started we kind of mm-hmm. joked about doing an album called i remember my first band and then doing a cover album of band of, of songs that we would have played in our very first bands before we joined sharks oh so there was a talk about that and um our bass player matt uh, who's an incredible musician incredible songwriter he sent me a couple of covers of songs that he enjoys and that i enjoy Mm-hmm. And the ball has now been passed along in the band. So yeah. right now, that's kind of what we've been kind of just joking around with. But mm-hmm. it turned into a ha 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 into a oh fuck. Guess we're yeah, actually doing this. Let's get this yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's see what people think. I don't even. I don't even think we talked to our manager about it. But yeah, I'm your sure manager's he'd be gonna great watch this, it. and he'll be like, "What the Mark's fuck? Like, <laughs> Why didn't you tell <laughs> me?" Yeah, Mark's gonna message us back and be like, "Yo." Um, my song pick is this <laughs> but yeah we kind of just like we kind of joked about it and, and it all of a sudden i got a couple of tracks and i'm like wait we're not are we joking still or is because yeah. i'm down i'm 100 down on this so mm-hmm. we kind of it's kind of been 
tossed around. Um, other than that, the guys are always working on something. Okay. I mean, the guys are always got ideas. So um, I, I've heard a couple of riffs, you know, here and there, but I mean, nothing, nothing that we're like, yo, let's, let's get back in the studio right away. Okay. But who knows that might all change tomorrow. We might be back in the studio. So I'm all about that. Yeah. All I right. love, I love living like that. <laughs> all right. Solid. Sounds good. So where do you see the band in the next five years? Well, I might be on stage with a walker or something. Together for 10 years now, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, there's a lot more gray in the beard and the muscles get a little more sore after shows, mm-hmm. but it's funny. I see us kind of doing what we're doing. Like we never expected to even just do this much. So mm. the fact that we get to do it, we're, we're going to continue doing it. You know, hopefully in five years from now, the world is not as scary as it was the last yeah. you know year. And um, we're back playing shows and having a good time. And we always say, we'll, we'll be doing this till we can't do it anymore. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no really quit in us, which is like, until someone says no more and we'll probably still find a way to do it. So yeah, yeah, I could see us jumping around on stage in the next, you know, five years, I'll just have more gray hair and be a little bit more sore. sore, (laughs) (laughs) We should be good. Or I will clone a younger version of me and get him to do it. And Mm -hmm. I'll just be at the shows. There you go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh, well, I want a big uh, Coke Zero, large okay. Coke Zero. Um, I don't need those extra calories, so that's why I got <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm probably going to go with like tacos. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with tacos. Okay. Either mm-hmm. like that would be a hard decision, like tacos or a hamburger. Ooh, okay. <laughs> why not yeah, both? And, you don't have to pay the I price can, the next I'm, day. Yeah, that's true. I can mm-hmm. do that. I'll do tacos and I'll do a hamburger and I'm and I'm good to go. Tacos mm-hmm. from a restaurant in Ottawa called El Camino. I Ooh, absolutely nice. love that place. And then um, hamburgers from a place out in Austin, Texas called Pete Terry's. That's been my favorite hamburger place that I've been to. So, um, yeah, I'll go. Not even like... Not even like, uh, you know, all the the main big chains out in the mm-hmm. States that everyone's like, you have to have this, you have to have that. I'm like, Pizza Aries is my spot and El Camino in Ottawa for tacos mm-hmm. and a big old Coke Zero. Maybe a beer. No, I gotta change it. I want an IPA, a beautiful IPA. It's gonna be my last day. I might as well, you know, treat myself. Fair exactly. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. Uh, Thank you. Let's go with the the Marvel universe because I think it's so cool about like you know superheroes. I think mm-hmm. that's like so neat. I would be all about that, all about that. You know, that's I'm fair. about that. Good and bad, and you have really good people fighting really you know big evil things, and I think that's great. Probably go there or like the Simpson universe. Okay. Okay. Those are like you know what, probably very Simpson different. Universe. Scratch <laughs> it. Simpson Universe, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, so I have been. I've asked the last question, and every single person that we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Ooh, this is a really good question. Uh, my favorite color is 
I'm going to go with teal. Teal is my favorite cover, like a surf green kind of thing. It's right. so, you know, that's probably mine. Everyone's like, why don't you just say green? I'm like, no, it has to be a surf green. Exactly. A little more yellow. If you, you know? had just said green, we would have asked for a specific shade anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah, surf green. Beautiful. Um, surf green. Amazing so, color. As I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Go check out New Low wherever you can check it out. Go pick it up. We got about a zillion variants of the album. So, you know, if you got your hands on one, thank you so much. If you haven't, I'm sure we'll put out another cool colorway of the album soon. That's what we all we can do right now. We can't play shows. So and and thank you guys so much for having me. Honestly, this is a blast. Of course. Of course yeah. Glory actually sent me one of the variants right before we went. Yeah. Oh this. nice. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I think it's the pink one. I'm um, oh, Ashley's cool. version. I'm yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it I looks, like that it's one. really pretty. Yeah, yeah it's I really like that one. If it didn't cost like $70 to get into the States, I would maybe think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's the only, can- there's like one that's like a Canadian one, eh? Ooh. I think. I could be wrong. That one's know. UK. It's in, uh, I got Oh, UK. The, yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe we are coming up with an only Canadian one. Maybe, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> maybe, Spoilers, I don't know. All right. Uh, I don't Spoil, know. Spoil more it. shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we used to like, when we used to tour the States before we like toured the States a lot, we would only come up with like American merch. So it's mm-hmm. only, you can only get in the States and then the Canadian one you can only get in Canada. You know, right. we've always tried to kind of hustle that way, you know, mm-hmm. make things different for people because, you know, not everybody wants the same thing. So we'll yeah. have collector edition things. We try our best to do that. Fair enough. That's I was really always cool. a big fan of that. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like that. I hope more for, artists do that. Yeah, people that like variant collect your album and then oh, it's a pain in the yeah, ass to get. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. First, now, this has been Randy from We Were Sharks, and we are the Good Noise Podcast.